In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This morning, we heard the jubilant cries of children at the entrance of the King. And we, with the sun setting, come and sing hymns to the same triumphant King. But he is no longer sitting upon a donkey, but he has put before us an icon of what we will experience throughout this week, a meditation upon our Lord's passion, his life-giving death, his suffering, the crown of thorns, the mocking, the scourging, being hit by one of the servants in the head is one of the hymns told us. And we hear in the gospel, the one who is seated upon a donkey, who will wear a crown of thorns, approaching a fig tree, and finding that there's no fruit on the fig tree, and cursing it to be withered up and no longer produce fruit. There's great gravitas, gravity, in the Holy Week services, especially in the bridegroom matins. Use this great gravitas in the Gospels. As we have heard from our Lord in one of the last hymns we heard in the Apostica, to consider ourselves as that fig tree, to consider what fruit we have produced that our Lord can taste and appreciate as we are to be attached to him as we are fruit of his vine we are to be rooted grounded producing fruit is what is expected of a christian but if you're like me if you're like the rest of us you generally find that you come up short. Maybe there's a weak little cluster of grapes over in one of the branches. And you can't help but think that if you were in that time and place, you would have been with the crowd, you would have been shouting Hosanna, you would have been uh, so excited, you wouldn't have been one of the Pharisees. You wouldn't be questioning our Lord you wouldn't be asking, by what authority do you speak? And then when our Lord tells them the parable about the father who tells the son, go and do this thing, he says no. Then he says, okay, I should probably do that. His, you know, his initial kind of son reaction, just no. Then he says, okay, yeah, I should probably obey. And then the second one who says, sure, dad, I'll do it. And then he wanders away and probably forgets what his dad even asked him to do. And our Lord asks them that were questioning him, you know, which one obeyed? Which one did the will of the Father? It's a pretty simple parable. <laughs> it's not complicated. Uh, most of the children can say, obviously the first one. I have experience in this matter. <laughs> When Jesus tells them in that response, after they obviously can tell the truth, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. 
For John came, John the Baptist, the forerunner, came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the harlots believed him, and even when you saw it, you did not afterward repent and believe in him. These are the teachers. These are the religious leaders. These are the ones who know. They are supposed to be the keepers, the gatekeepers, the respectable ones, the ones that you go to to ask for help discerning the law. And it's these that cannot even see Jesus. They cannot hear him. They cannot believe him. Just as they couldn't hear or see or believe John the Baptist. But it's the harlots. It's the tax collectors. It's those who don't have any of the respectableness, the things that they think they have together. They're the ones who can see the righteousness. They're the ones who have eyes, who have ears, who have hearts. And it's a great challenge for us to truly desire the bridegroom. For we know that his bridal chamber is the cross. And we don't really like that bridal chamber. We don't really want to consummate with our God in the ways that we should. What we really want is the respect of others, things to basically be okay. Just let me have my pattern, let me have my life. I'll honor God. I'll say prayers as we know in the Gospel of the Pharisees. I'll say them publicly. I'll do the things. I'll do all the outward things. And yet the question is always, can I see, can I hear? Can I believe? Do I produce fruit that actually has taste instead of just this bland or even maybe no fruit? May God give us this week to contemplate the bridegroom, to purify ourselves for just a little bit through exertion of prayer through our attention, through looking at ways that we can produce fruit for the kingdom, so that when our Lord comes and glory in the second coming, or when we stand before him, we have some fruit to give him that is a vintage that he would recognize that flows from his own side that has also in our effort guided, of course, inspired and driven by his Holy Spirit, that we too can enter into that bridal chamber and be consummated with our God, whom we love above all else, that we would sacrifice everything, that we would count ourselves as tax collectors, as harlots, that we would strip away all that we need to to follow the one who truly loves us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.